The hero factor is that special core fundamental that stands some companies apart to achieve true greatness. There's no better time than now to discover and revive your business story. Your origin story begins now. You're going to love the guest this week. It's a husband-wife team. We're talking about magic. Magic. You know, you the dream come true is working together with family members and working together with your spouse. But let me tell you what. There can be, as they said in this particular interview after we were talking to the interview, there can be a pain funnel, too, let me tell you. Because success drives all entrepreneurs, but sometimes that success comes at a cost, and sometimes it's huge. Your marriage could suffer. You could lose your family members. A lot of that goes on. And while today's guest, Adam and Carrie Anderson, were running a successful business, they found out their family life really suffered. I mean, it was going down the toilet. So after some soul searching, and I mean, he got hit in the head with a hammer, the married couple figured out how they were feeling alone, stressed, and scared. And now they run Whole Life Entrepreneurship, a company with a mission to help entrepreneurs do more than build a business, hey, build a relationship, build a family, have love, have sex. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. So welcome to The Hero Factor, Carrie and Adam Anderson. Hey, my first question is I want to take it back because I've done all the this lead up into how we got here. But let's take it back and talk about what was going on in your life when you realized things were not working at home the way they were supposed to. How'd you realize that? You know, when your, your two-year-old son doesn't call you dad, he calls you Adam. You, maybe <laughs> you're not doing it right. Well, right? Yeah, exactly. That is the thing that really stood out to me. I was doing so much. Is that true? Yeah, man. Yeah, I was doing. A... He just come up and started talking like a deal or something instead of like, hey, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, hey, Adam, nice that you're here. <laughs> no, yeah. it was more that that Adam did the majority of his parenting via FaceTime. And so he would hear me talking to Adam more on the phone than he would actually see him face to face. Oh, man. I mean, when that hits you like that, trust me, we all of us who have been entrepreneurs, all of us who have lived the corporate life. You know, there's always something that, that something gets said or done, you know, and, and when that hits you, what was that like? Oh, it killed me. It was like a, it was, a, it was right in my heart. I knew something had to change. I remember being out in Vegas and pulled in my, uh, my president and pulled in uh, my VP of sales and said, guys, if I don't do something different right now, I got to do something right now. And that means me having to back away. I need to empower you to take the ball. Like, hey, hey dude, you got to get up this. I can't be the only guy. Mm-hmm. Was that the case, or, or I mean, or were they also working pretty hard too? Oh, they were working very hard. But I don't know if you can relate to this. Sometimes the entrepreneur makes it so other people around them have to work harder. And it was one of the best things that happened to my company when I decided to back up a little bit. When I didn't have to be the guy carrying the ball every single time. You get focused too about the things you you know. It's like are you, we always hear this saying: "Am I working on the business or in the business?" Typically, you see a lot of that. You're working in the business, right? Because, yep. you know, you're a one man, one woman band. That's I always talk about this the three steps, one woman, one man band. Then you add devout followers. And then from devout followers, you, you have to get to that point where you had these skilled technicians, the professionals. And, and th- in this case, it was a wake up call for you, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what caused it. You think you would have figured. You, let me ask you a question. And maybe somebody's asked you this before. If you hadn't had that, do you think you'd still be together? No. No. Yeah. 
you'd be divorced yeah. or, or or would one of you killed each other? Would it be, I wonder, I wonder how bad it was. I, wonder, I don't know. It, know. it depends on how much life insurance I had on him. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> No, I, I definitely ooh, think. Ooh, I'm mixing it up here. I like this. I like that. Yeah, go I ahead. I'm sorry. I definitely think that uh, had there not been a drastic change, that we would be in a very different place right now. Yeah, we we've been very good partners, business partners, meaning that we run the the family uh, like a business. But there was zero love, and there was zero trust, zero respect. So I could be a good husband partner, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted a whole life. Yeah. And see, a lot of people don't understand too, you know, oh, look, my, my kids work in the business, my family, my wife works in the business. It, it, this plays a real toll on passion, doesn't it? Absolutely. Especially. And well, and even now yeah. that we work together on the businesses that we have now, uh, we are in this room together all the time. It's just like. It's romantic. Actually, can we. So you, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, and that says something. I, I always tell people what the. One of the best pieces of advice, and actually somebody came to me recently and said, Jeff, one of the best pieces of advice you give me, the fact I'm in a home business, is every morning go out for breakfast. Go out and for and make it a ritual. Because even when I like to work at home, and I love to work at home, I always have a ritual. I will go out. That means I got to get up. I got to shower. I got to shave. I got to you know get ready. I got to do all those kinds of things. Do you guys, do you have that? Have you developed those kinds we of do. rituals? We still have young-ish kids uh, at home, but we, we've we gotten sort of in this habit of getting up really early. We get up at about 5 or 5.30 and we kind of do our own little headspace stuff to get like separately. And then we come together and we do, um, you know, just kind of getting ourselves together for the day, looking over the calendar. We don't want to miss anything. We don't want their to be any surprises. And then we have some, some stuff that's wrapped around our family and our kids and exactly what it takes for us to get them out of the house without everybody screaming at each other. <laughs> and then we go to the gym yes. and before we do anything mm-hmm. else, really, we go to the gym and, uh, we really try to kick each other's butts. Um, and then we come back and we, we look at the rest of our day and we kind of move forward from there, but it, it's a pretty, steady habit at this point. And it has really been the thing that has set us up for success, you know, for the rest of our day. Well, you know, I tell people rituals and schedules are real important, especially, especially if you're um, a home-based entrepreneur working together, you gotta, gotta, you gotta have this rhythm, man. You gotta have this kind of like touch on your soul. You have to have this touch. I mean, like I, you know, I said, the the, the passion, that's a tough one. I want to come back to that because if you guys, if you don't have that, you kind of look at each other like, well, I'm going to almost see your ass naked, you know, <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? It's like the last thing that's on your mind, but yet as a couple should be like one of the first things on your mind. I don't want to talk sex all the time, but it's what helps ratings. Let me tell you, it helps ratings. But you, but but am I right about that? You really gotta, you, you had to force yourself into. I bet you, I bet you, at one time. You guys were looking at each other like, I don't want to see you. And now, but I got to do this. I got to do it. Well, it's been right? 16 like years. It so, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. you know, in the same way that you wouldn't want pictures of your mother-in-law in your bedroom when you're trying to do the deed, you don't want to talk business either. So you have to have some boundaries around some of those things. Where is this okay? When are these conversations okay? And then how do we transition? 
how do we how do we switch hats? How do we move from being business partners to life partners? There's different forms of intimacy as well, right? And so some of the time we get really addicted to one form of intimacy, and that's running the business together, that's parenting, da 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 da. And you can get distracted and leave out the other different kinds of intimacies, one being physical, of course, but also are we connecting with each other emotional? And so emotionally, and that is one of the things that's been a real struggle is keeping an eye on the ball. Are we doing all the things to connect in all the ways we need to, not just being completely focused on the business? Do you have like a checklist of that? Well, actually, like, I mean, either the, I mean, I have a buddy of mine who actually writes, writes down, tell my wife I love her and he checks it off. Now, I don't do that because, and we, and my wife and I joke, now we've been together, Carrie, 39 years, Tammy and I, so, which, which is a long time, you know, and I know me, I wouldn't be married to me. I say that all the time. So, but, but, you know, I, we try to do the little things for each other, which are mean as much as anything, you know, like I get her a cup of coffee or I go do this without her asking, you know, I cook, I, a lot of times I cook dinners and I go get her a glass of wine and bring it over to her while I'm cooking dinner. And, and I, I know that that touches her because she says she says so. And I just know those are the cool things to do. Yeah, we definitely have some. Well, we've done a lot of work when it comes to like understanding how each other gives and receives love. Of course, there's, you know, the whole five love language kind of thing. So we have a an, an idea of the way each other really likes to, to be treated. Now, I mean, when you get in a routine... Sometimes those things get neglected. I mean, I'm not going to lie, but we do have a thing every Friday and we have something that we call our family business meeting. And it's just our opportunity to look over our schedule, over our money, over what's happening with the kids, over what's going on at home, but also take the opportunity and uh, practice good communication with each other. Tell each other exactly what went really well this week, but also maybe some areas that could use some improvement. Yeah. Words of affirmation and then uh, clearing statements. Let's support each other. And by the way, this is the one time I don't ask for help. I never ask for help. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm focused. I'll get it done. Uh, You're going too slow. And you're, and you're, and let's be clear, you're man too. So, you know, I think, I I mean, that weighs into it too, right? We have, I've had to condition myself. That at least once a week, I asked for help for something. And of course, it was something stupid at the oh, beginning. It was something that. very stupid. But eventually, yeah. I got to the point where I was willing to be vulnerable in front of her. And when I actually told her the thing that I was worried about, holy crap, everything began to change. Yeah, And yeah. for me, it's the opportunity yeah. to not keep a score. I think as a woman, it's very easy for me to just like swallow. So don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. And then like out of nowhere. So if I had that one opportunity once a week to say, you know, I wish that we had been able to handle this a little bit better. Maybe then it doesn't pile up and I I don't have a laundry list of things I can drop on him. (laughs) Yeah, do, you, do you say it like that? I mean, do you actually say it like that? Or do you say, hey, I just want to tell you something that pissed me off? There are some, it depends on how close, <laughs> how closely the incident happened yeah. to, to our actual meeting. Uh, yeah, there cool. are times that say, hey, we need to talk about what happened. This was handled really poorly. And I'm not entirely sure that I can predict how I'm going to handle it next time if it's not done better. So that was this week. Hey, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. And I, I got to, I speaking about fresh. I got to keep it fresh. I got to keep it fresh with my advertisers and my sponsors. And I want to thank them. So just hang on just, just, just a couple seconds. 
C-Suite Radio. Fantastic. I love this stuff. This is, I love the fact, and I think great leaders, this is one of the things that we found in the Hero Factor. And of course, you guys are members of the Hero Club too, and I'm so appreciative of everything you're doing. That, that one of the things we find about great leaders is they are vulnerable and they're transparent. And the more vulnerability they actually show, the more human they are, the more likely to get the other side on board. And it, But it's a tough, one, it's a tough thing for men, without question. We have to be clear about that. Um, I think it's, it's equally probably as tough for women. I, of course, I don't sit in those shoes, so I can't tell you that, or wear those panties. So I don't, I don't have those, that kind of thing. But, but it, are you guys getting better about that? Just being transparent it's with each other? So one of the romantic trips yeah. we took was to take conflict resolution training with the FBI up in New York for a week. And that was... Yeah, well, that involves guns, uh, too. It was, well, let, me, let me clarify. The FBI was attending. They were also learning. So their chief uh, conflict negotiator oh, was there. Oh, but okay. the the learning the biochemistry, learning the stuff. So we believe so much about this crap that's wrong. And, and you said it right. The vulnerability triggers biochemistry in other people. And science backs all this stuff up. And so the more we learn about it and the more we practice with each other, and I actually understand what's going on, I realize... Only the truly strong people can be vulnerable in front of other people. And that's empowering. Um, and I feel like we just get so much momentum when I'm vulnerable. Or, by the way, it, it looks different when Carrie's vulnerable. Carrie's vulnerable when she confesses something that she doesn't want to talk about. Um, does that make sense? It does. But uh, honestly, I think that. People have such a terrible habit these days of just kind of putting on the face and everybody pretends like everything's perfectly fine. And I feel like people can't really learn from my example if I don't authentically show up as a student teacher. Yep. That means I am an active student all the time and then I'm sharing what I learned and it's a big cycle. And I feel like People trust that a little bit more than they do that fakeness. Yeah, it's real. It's real. You know, a lot of a lot of people always say, hey, "Fake it, mm-hmm. you make it, do all that." You can't do that. And I just think, you know, people say, "Jeff, oh, you're so authentic." I said, "Well, what do you think I was? You know, why, why would you? It's hard enough being yourself. Why be yeah. someone else, right? Why show up differently?" And then you have to think about those things. I don't want to. You do can that. fake it till you hey, make I, it. You just can't sustain that forever. It's exhausting. Well, but I don't even think you'll ever make it because yeah. it's not real. It's not real. It's just a, it's a facade of who you are, what you are, or what you look like. And so, you know, I watch these, these Instagram people and some of the, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not, you know, not all bad Instagram, but you know what I'm saying? They just like live this life like it's bullshit. It's, and it's bullshit. And, you know, I just, I don't get this. I don't get it at all. So I, I first of all, I got to applaud you guys. And I'm, I'm even learning things here that I need to reaffirm with Tammy. I mean, you know, I know that there, I keep things from mm-hmm. her because I want to, I want to protect her, but she's an equal partner in my business. Uh, you know, I'm the boss, but when it comes to that, of course, she's the boss, everything else. But, and that's true. And our, that's our relationship. You know, you know we, from call, that uh, we call but, that the CFO is the chief family officer. You might be the CEO, but the CFO also has a lot to say. And we kind of, we try to tell yeah. entrepreneurs, you need to treat your family like family Inc. And both of you are boards of directors. You're on the board of directors. And so mm. I can be the CEO and I can run the thing. She can be the CFO and she's handling her stuff. But at the end of the day, we come together as board members. And we have equal ownership. We have fiduciary responsibility to each other. 
to have better conversations to run our lives. How, what and what role do each of you play in the business? I mean, who's who's the boss of the business? Uh, we, okay, we, we hired an yeah, assistant. We hired an assistant point. so we wouldn't get divorced. Uh, with, uh, <laughs> No, but um, I would say that Carrie is the the mission driven person who really is the advocate for our customer and taking care of the entrepreneur of family, and I am the operations um, driver. So I would say I'm CEO. She's COO. I also uh, handle most sales, and she does most messaging. And so. he does. Uh, he's a true entrepreneur. He is a visionary. He's thinking twenty years down the road. That's how he is. But he doesn't know where his other shoe is. So I'm a detail person. I have two different socks on right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen that book from yeah, you I'm before. Sure you I think that's a, I think that's a yeah, trademark. One is you, George but... Washington, one's Bob Ross, because I want to lead like George Washington, <laughs> but I want to live like Bob Ross. So. Yeah, yeah. So I end up being sort of the detail person, um, but also I'm a little bit of the heart and the passion, and you're the head and the direction. I think, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Who who handles the books? That's me. He does. Yeah. 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 I mean, but on the same note, I do the little stuff, the bills, the writing the checks, the sending the invoices. I'm the one who goes through and balances the books. I'm the one who, so I, I I do a, um, a financial presentation to carry once a month. Here's where all the things are. This is what we're all doing. Try to keep it 15 minutes or less good graphs. I mean, we literally run this thing. Like I'm doing a a, a presentation to a board member. Yeah, and we, I mean, we have, we have multiple yeah, I, things kind of going on at once. And so, uh, there are a lot of balls in the air. I couldn't keep up with everything if he didn't take the time to, to, to fill me in. And there was a time in our relationship when I knew absolutely nothing. And so when, you know, a bomb would fall on me and I was completely unaware that it would happen. I didn't have anywhere to point my finger, but at him. But the truth in the matter is that I have a responsibility to know what's going on too. And that's not just on him. That's on me. I got to get my head out of the stand and be paying attention to what's going on. Keep my house in order. Yeah. It's that, you know, Tammy does, she's actually, she's our CFO in essence. And and she's done it out of necessity because I trust her a great deal. I, I don't know what's in the checking account. I don't know what's in the, I don't even know. I haven't written a personal check. I haven't written a business check in years, nonetheless. And, and she knows where all that is. Although we sit down every month and she goes, or actually a couple of times a month, and she goes through the cash flow, mm-hmm. what we're needing, what we need to do, whether we need to tap credit lines, whether we paid it back, you know, all those kinds of things. And and she's just, and you got to imagine, she, she was a special ed teacher and, a, and music, and then she's doing this. And so I'm, I'm so totally impressed. Uh, and, but although the other day she finally said, no, hey, I want some help. Because she's working till 11 o'clock at night, you know, and she should, stuff she shouldn't be doing. So let me ask you a question. You know, Carrie, you wrote the book, in the book, and you wrote the In Bed with the Business, and then. Yeah, yeah, you know, an entrepreneurial spouse's survival guide. What do you think, you know, what do you think the entrepreneurial spouse doesn't understand about the other side? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think that spouses who are not involved in the business fully understand the weight on the shoulders of the entrepreneur business owner. I don't think that unless you've actually walked a mile in those shoes, you can actually understand what it feels like to be at the top, to be where the where the buck stops, to have multiple 
mortgages dependent on you to shoulder all that responsibility, all that risk, and still really, really passionately believe in what you're doing and going after what you're doing hard. So I, I think it's really easy to to throw stones, but unless you get in there and fully understand, and I did, I I even even until after I wrote the book and we started this separate business and I started doing some of this myself, I don't think I fully understood. Yeah, it's a, it, I, you know, I've said this before that Fran Tarkenton's a buddy of mine, a former uh, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. But what most people don't know about Fran, he's a real entrepreneur. I mean, you know, he, when he started his career before, when he was playing professional football back in the sixties, seventies, he was selling door to door. I mean, he was doing that. And he once got up at a speech, and I remember exactly when it was, 1985. I, I just bought a printing business, and when I went to this printing convention, there he was, the keynote speaker. And he said, if you haven't laid awake at night wondering how you're going to make payroll the next day, you haven't lived as an entrepreneur. And, you know, that weight's heavy, isn't it? Yeah, that weight's heavy. But you guys both feel that, though, don't you? I mean, because you're so tied together. But was there a time where you weren't as tied together? Oh, yeah. That maybe Carrie, you didn't, you didn't, yeah, you didn't realize that. One hundred percent, and I really think that the turning point for that was when one of Adam's employees showed up at my house and said, "I need for you to sign here on this dotted line," and I said, "Well, why?" And she said, "Because this will put your house up for collateral, so that we can get this loan and we can make payroll next month." I mean, I was just raising babies. I Uh had no idea that we were even in trouble. Um, and so I didn't even understand my part in what it meant to assume this risk because I was so far removed until somebody said, oh, no, if he died tomorrow, this would all be on you. <laughs> so I kind of had to position myself to get a little bit more woke to my own situation. And, and Adam, how'd that make you feel? What happened was that? What was that conversation like? And I, first of all, I wonder what the conversation was like for the employee after that conversation occurred because I bet it was something like you yeah. did what? You yeah. What? Uh, the, the, yeah. the thing that's jumping, cause that was a complicated day. Um, but the, the, uh, <laughs> thing that jumped out to me is the level of entitlement. I felt to all of our things. Of course, I'm going to cash out my investments to cover payroll. Of course, I'm going to do that. Look, money flows into our family and out of our family. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I can always make more money. We'll, we'll do what we need to do to keep the, the, the company afloat. And I never had that conversation with my wife. She was not on the same page. She knew we made X amount of dollars a month that she can go spend, but everything else was out of her, or her view. So it was a huge wake up call looking back at how much that impacted her. And then I realized, oh crap, that was me. I ha- I was entitled to everything. Yeah. And I'm not even sure looking back on it now that there was a conversation between you and me. I think she just showed up and like you, it's almost yeah. like I was oh, yeah. just another one of the employees. Just go get her to sign this and we'll move on. It, there wasn't even. Oh, not even, not the, even, it wasn't even an employee. It was like a, just a technicality. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. You weren't even empowered in the conversation. So she wouldn't have thought that. Uh, by the way, I, I'm saying that because, oh, 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 oh I've done this. <laughs> yes, brother. You know, I, I'm, I'm saying this because I've lived that. I've been in that chair and uh, and I do it and have done it all the time. And I, I do it less. I won't say I still don't fully do it. OK, just because of the level of which I've done this all my life that, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, we just bought something today. You know, 
meaning a business. Like, like I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking today I'm in the middle of an acquisition she doesn't even know about yet. But she's going to find out about it in this podcast. So maybe I should probably talk to her. <laughs> you better hustle, brother. Hustle. <laughs> I better get home. I got to get home. Gotta you, hang if, up. If you need gotta to text go. her right now. You go ahead. That's all right. <laughs> no, it's, that's all right. That's right. Hey, I, what I think is cool, and I know we only got about five minutes left, but I, I want to make sure I touch base because I love what you guys are doing around the whole life entrepreneurship and that you've kind of renamed everything around that. But but you, you don't call it a movement. And why is it you don't call it a movement? Well, the the idea is the, the the thing that really gets to me is we believe we've created a methodology that helps, and it's not going to be a movement until everyone else picks up the flag and starts going. So if it's just Carrie and I, it's not a movement. Right now we're leading and we're looking behind us, ready for people to start following us. Twenty twenty is the year this becomes a movement. Yeah, it's really a principle. Right now, it's kind of a principle. This is how you, you know, a validation of a declaration of how one should live and the way in which you should live. Now, here are the things, again, that getting back to the methodologies or the things that you can do, um, that you can make those changes. Yep. What's what surprises you guys today now with this this level of, of, of realization, awareness that you now have? What surprises you today? Oh, I have, I have some. Do you have anything? I'm just still surprised by how many people don't know the basics about how to communicate. Um, you know, we were talking with uh, an entrepreneur not too long ago. He was, what, in his 70s, 80s? 70s. <laughs> and was still surprised by the fact that his wife would get upset with him for going and making decisions without her. He was, he was completely surprised. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's a whole different yeah. line. Yeah. That's just, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, and again, there's this level of justification, this level of entitlement, but this is what I do. Um, and, and I'm, it's not even necessarily a wrong, fully wrong way to live. It's just that it's not a fully right way to share a life. Yeah. And that's, the difference there. If you really want to share a life, you don't get all the benefit. It's still, you could get benefits from it. That can still work. It works for millions of people that way. It's great. But it, it's, you know, I always say you're not aware of what you're not aware yeah. of. And so if you're not aware of it, then you don't understand the benefit that you could have uh, the other way from that. And I can tell you over the last two years for my wife and I, especially um, for us, we, we've had this open, uh, openness of, of of being able to share in a different ways and empowerment, you know, and part of it's realizing because I'm going to die. If I kick off tomorrow, you know, what, what can I do to make sure she is comfortable in place and the things that she's entitled to because of the, you know, rotten life she had to live with me. So, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. Yeah, you were, Adam, you were going to mention something. Yeah. I want to make sure that you, you, you so the thing that is just constantly surprising to me is how much we can understand something and believe it and then do the exact opposite. So if I tell to you, the healthier you are, <laughs> the better relationships you'll have and the better relationships you have, the better business you have. So you really should invest in yourself and become as healthy as you possibly can because that'll help your business. Everyone goes, Oh yeah, no worries. But then if you look at your calendar, you look at your bank account, you look at what you're doing. 80% of your time is on the you business. You're spending almost no time building healthy relationships. You're dealing with the relationships that are happening to you and you're giving yourself the least of yourself. And uh, it's just shocking to me. It's tough, you know, but, uh, and I know we're out of time, but, but it gets to this factor of no pain, no gain, which you got to go through. But usually it takes, it takes a hammer, you know, between the eyes to really make you forced to do the right kinds mm -hmm. of things, the good things. 
Not that not it's, it, it's, you know, most people I know don't wake up to they should eat right until they start seeing their cholesterol for it or they have a heart attack. And the same thing relationships, same thing with your business. So, hey, folks, you're listening right now. This is what they're showing you. Adam and Carrie are teaching you, you know, a way in which that you can have a whole life as being an entrepreneur. And, and you don't have to wait for the ball peen hammer between the eyes to make it work. So I got, listen, I, I love, we, we got to get you to get your own podcast. You got to have a good podcast. You guys would make a great, you got, you know, Adam's got the right voice for it too. So all that stuff is good. So that would be cool. But thank you for, thank you for being a part of the hero. Thank you so much. This has been a blast. We appreciate you taking the time. It was a pleasure. Hey, at the end of every interview, I like to talk about what I learned. I love this conversation. You know, I love all of our conversation. I say that all the time because I just have such great guests. And we talk about really, 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 really real things. And I love that. And so um, it was interesting. The conversation, I, I started thinking a lot about my wife. I started thinking a lot about my kids. And did I do it right? Do I still do it right? And the answer is no. And I think all of us would find that. So that's the one thing is realization to tell the truth. And then I don't have to wait for it to be bad. But I, I like the two things that he said and, they, and she said. And that was they had, the, they had the family business time to check in, to check in on their own conditions of satisfaction between each other. I thought that was good. And the other one was ask for help, my friends. You know what? I found out when I've asked my wife for help. Oh, boy, that leads to a lot of good things. And I'll leave it there right there. Okay. (laughs) So don't forget, speaking a lot of good things, don't forget to tell your friends all about the Hero Factor on C-Suite Radio. Thank you. You've been listening to the Hero Factor podcast on C-Suite Radio. Find this and other podcasts like this on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.